Yeah, so I got a website called the Drill Pad. The Drill Pad. Which is like a military drill instructor like resource. Cause it's cool like he talks about like teaching your your recruits basically of and and understanding the learning process and, and how to like determine who they are is yeah. how you're gonna have a better chance of getting through to them and you making mean, a better you, recruit and you mean they don't just send people down there and start screaming at them and <laughs> smacking them and and doing push-ups? Uh, you mean that's not the mentality that everyone believes? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Learning, uh, <laughs> learning to <clears throat> recognize, you know, their emotional and physical state is uh, how you're going to be able to get these trainees to be as successful as possible. Oh yeah, the, I mean you have to give it to them because. These people have a hard job. You have a very, very short period of time to take somebody basically off the street. You know, <laughs> a lot of them may or may not have issues. Some of them, you know, end up going to the military because they don't have any other choice other than, you know, go live on the streets or, you know, go turn to crime or something. Yeah, they call those Marines. Marine. Don't say <laughs> I have the utmost respect for that. <laughs> that's where they learn to use their crayons. Is Correct. Exactly. <laughs> now I play, I play uh, rugby with a few of them, and I, I, think, I don't think they will disagree with that statement. Whatsoever. No, they, they like to eat the crayons they occasionally. They, they embrace yeah. that. Well, of course. All the military does. We, everybody kind of gets on each other. I, that's why I love it. I, love, I loved my time in the service, and I, I love the camaraderie and the... Uh, the whole spirit of it. But to take all these people and to get them ready to go do a job that is it's critical that they're, they know how to do it to a, the nth degree kind of thing. And to do it so quickly, to get, you have to know what you're doing as far as teaching people. Yeah, and uh, does that not translate pretty well for what a typical scuba instructor has? As far as I've, yeah. I've got a short window of opportunity to teach you what you need to know, and I have to be confident that uh, when I let you go, that you have a path to keep working on that's going to allow you to repeat this in a way that's going to build that, you know, what we started in this learning process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. It's, uh, I mean, diving is, of course... It came, scuba diving came from a military mindset, period. You have to remember, you know, Jacques Cousteau even was French. Right, Navy, and the way right? he taught his team was and, probably very similar uh -huh. to the way he learned how to do things growing up in his military career, for sure, yeah. Exactly, and then, of course, some of the best diving programs in the world are uh, by the world's navies and, and armies and air forces and whatnot, but military. So yeah, the the mindset and the uh, the techniques used to teach people in the military are they're not like uh, confined to the military. They're they're techniques that are learned through psychologists doing studies, and they yeah, work. which is why the military has adopted them as the primary mm -hmm. source of how they build their educational program with these laws of learning that were originally pioneered and presented to us by psychologist 
E.L. Thorndike back in the early 20th century. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Back to the Great Time Podcast, everybody. <laughs> You're here with Jay Ian Mott, the one and only. <laughs> and B.C. Schwartz Sr. slash one and only. Uh, and we I, I'm are glad here you remember talk- that, yeah. James. That's, uh, and we are that's here funny. talking about E.L. <laughs> Thorndike today. You know who else we may bring up today is uh, one of his big influences. And this is a guy that I... I had to write a paper on for like my my graduation thesis from uh, firefighter instructor. You know, I'm a firefighter instructor. I don't know if you know that, but uh, firefighter instructor three, level three. But I had to do a paper uh, on learning because you're an instructor. And I chose ah, B.F. Skinner. another one, yeah. So I know B.F. Skinner. Yeah, he was a big influence on, uh, on old Thorndike. They kind of work together, but yeah. There's another one with initials. I don't know what it is about the initials, but they do sound more prestigious. Sound smarter. Because when you said J-I Mott or J-E-N Mott, I can't remember what you just said. But (laughs) Thank you. That's how good my memory. I've only had about a half cup of coffee. Um, You did sound much more intelligent than James. James Jamesy, though, is pretty smart. James, he's like your friendly... Friendly mentor on the on the uh, dive boat at the quarry. That's right. Jay Ian Mott, James. the one and only. Forget about he, it. He's you know, he's got a suit on. He's uh, he's got he's standing yes. next to a podium. He, 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 I thought you'd be sitting in a leather chair behind a desk with a pipe. Even better. With even a pipe. better. Yes. <laughs> it's that, and it's actually it's a cheese. It's cheese. I'm sorry. Cheese. Exactly right. What? What the <laughs> hell was I thinking? Yes. And hey, everybody, we are here. We're going to talk about the laws of learning today. But before we do, we have a couple things we have to empty out of our BCDs, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, it's beginning of the month, and I wanted to make sure all of the Patreon sponsors out there know that they are loved and appreciated, and so a big thank you to everybody there and everybody who sends in the, these PayPal donations. Can't I, yes. I? Every time I say it, I, I say we don't do it enough. I can't say it enough. But big, huge thank you and big hug and high five to everybody. 
Well, I, I, I do have one favor to ask everybody, though. Oh, here we go. This is what this was all about. First he, first he blows smoke up your rear ends, and then he needs a favor. <laughs> Come on, come on! I, I was blowing some. I was blowing some nitrox <laughs> up the rear ends. <laughs> uh, I was looking at our reviews, and our reviews are in like the one seventies uh, over on Apple, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Okay, and that. That odd number that's so close to 200, it's been hovering there. It's driving me insane. Both of us. Both of us. Because right now, I, my I know. OCD I just wanted to in. hit 200 so I can be at peace with myself. At yeah, least for exactly. a few minutes. <laughs> and then once it's it goes two, into 220 or 240. to go up again. But, <laughs> but for right now, it drives me crazy. Yes. So, people, you got to get over there and uh, jump on Apple Podcasts and, and give us a review, a rating and a review. You know how Brando likes his ratings. One star or five star. Don't give him that four star crap. <laughs> no, no. Even a three star, I'm kind of, or a two star. You, you just, you're, you're either in it or you're out of it. You're, you know, this wishy-washy, I kind of like him. Well... You can keep that shit to yourself, right? You don't need to. <laughs> I'm I am kidding. I'm kidding. You you guys give whatever rating you want. It's yes, all in absolutely. good fun. And uh, if you have uh, constructive criticism, or even if you just have something mean to say, well, go ahead, exactly. Say like it. Uh, if you if you hate We're us, happy and to say give fuck us off. a one star <laughs> review. That is a okay with me like it, that just helps us define even better who it is that we're trying to talk to the, the ones that actually get us the smart people well no we, we've had some really that, good i would have uh, thought that that comment sounded criticism. insulting before but knowing that it came from wow. the lips of uh, uh <laughs> b charles schwartz senior <laughs> it um it sounds so, so educational of a, of a comment for me teaching the essentials class and you know you teaching the fundamentals before that you know both of our educational philosophies are based around these six laws of learning that we present to our students early on in those classes showing them that there's actually some science behind how our program's built. And it's not just another specialty class to, to blop through in a weekend to get a card so that now you are a search and rescue diver or whatever your specialty is, right? So these laws of learning kind of define how we have built our classes, like, like how we incorporate this building block approach to education, right? And, the laws of primacy, readiness, exercise, recency, intensity, and effect all work individually as we're introducing these skills or a new way to think about and work in these skills. And then later on, they all start to work together to produce a diver that can, in the moment of, of things not going well on a dive, fall back subconsciously on a solid base that has been 
built and grounded and rooted very, very well so that all this new stuff can still have a, a good outcome. You, you, you summed it up. I mean, the, the laws, these aren't, uh, obviously, they're not just solely owned by scuba diving. They're used everywhere to, to teach people, and it's obvious they work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at, uh, you, know, you know, universities, militaries, all different places mm-hmm. are using this. I mean, if you're, you're studying medicine, you're going to understand the laws of learning. If you're learning to fly an airplane, you're going to learn the laws of learning, right? It, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's everywhere. If you're going to brainwash someone, you're going to learn the laws it would, of learning. It would make sense. Well, it does. I mean, that's exactly, you have to realize where this was born from to, to understand that it can be used for anything good and evil for that matter. Um, it's, uh, when it's used in that manner, it's called evil. <laughs> evil. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that comes naturally to me. That. Well, I can hear it in the laugh. <laughs> 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 My kids, uh, when they were young, they didn't like that. They even hate it more now. But, <laughs> but yeah, the the whole the whole laws came about from psychologists. This is all born from psychology and experimentation and study of the human mind and behavior. And there's so many people that really contributed to it and have kind of honed it. And so many uh, what psycho- psychology or psychological uh, theories and and facts too that that work towards creating this these laws yeah, originally um uh, thorndike set down three of them the law of readiness exercise and effect and then i thought he set down 10 of them <laughs> these 10 laws of learning okay sorry that joke never gets uh, old either it's, does it <laughs> it's sitting it's in a rocking chair in, with a robe for <laughs> knitting, That's well, it's, it's sitting in a, a lot of people. Chair I would say knitting that joke. It's just, I will, I'm not going <laughs> to go ahead and say it's old, getting old yet. But I thought it's on a porch in its sandals and black socks, yelling at the kids to get off the lawn too. But yeah, a lot of people don't even realize where that's from. But it, I still think it's funny. Later. You know, added to his original three, you know, by by a number of different thinkers and psychologists and educators were laws of primacy, intensity, and the law of recency. Recently, the law of recency was added. Recently, we talked about the law of recent, recency. Yeah. Is that what you said? <laughs> okay. Uh, but I've got a really good, I've got a really good paper here from... The Drill Pad, which is an instructional resource for military drill sergeants. And because the people know that old, old Brando loves talking about his old military days, I, I thought he'd love the perspective that these guys are given here. But they, are, they break down the definition of learning, um, some of the characteristics in the learning process, and, and go over these very six laws that you and I have been using in scuba here. They're talking about, you know, getting a new recruit trainee ready for his military life. And, uh, we're going to compare and contrast that with what it means to learn 
these critical things that you as a scuba diver need to have down as just part of your subconscious, not just something that you've practiced two times on a weekend and then are given a certification that says you have it for the rest of your life. But the drill pad says here that anyone who intends to guide and direct the learning activities of others requires a detailed understanding of the nature and process of learning. Instructors are masters of many skills. What they teach demands a high degree of competence in presenting subject matter. Nevertheless, how they teach depends largely on their understanding of the learning process and the ability to apply this understanding. It goes on to explain what you know we've mentioned a few times, that learning is something that takes place when there is a quote-unquote change in the student's behavior. Yes, that well, that is yeah. learning, right? That that you're there to take in information, data, whatever, and uh, process it and implement it. So it's obviously going to make a change in your life. If you already knew it, you're already doing it. You're not really learning right. it. Or if you go through the motions and then don't know how to incorporate it into your life afterwards, you haven't learned it yet. You haven't really learned it. That's true. It, I mean, that's ultimate goal of learning right is to to take what's given you and process it understand it and incorporate it into the activity you're in so when you do a a class on a weekend and you're shown a backwards kick and you practice it and you're struggling with it and the following weekend you're out on a wreck dive in the middle of the Great Lakes and you're struggling to hold positioning on the ascent and you have to hand over hand walk up the ascent line because you can't engage that backwards kick to stay in position you have not learned it yet even though you were shown it and taught it because learning right. takes more than seeing it one time and trying it one time it's a it's a long lifelong path and journey to have down so that it's so ingrained in you that it becomes a natural motion a natural part of your psyche because your behavior has in fact changed meaning you've really learned it right but you've changed your behavior and incorporated it into your activity successfully i mean until that happens you're still learning i mean right if you haven't fully grasped grasped it or been able to put it into use you're still learning and it, which is fine it's not a criticism everyone calm down <laughs> calm down right you can you can <laughs> learn you know uh you know by changing your behavior and having learned something right it's going to change the way you think about it or perceive it um there, there could be a, an actual change to your physical motor skill behavior or mm-hmm. your emotional responses. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a great example right there that it's not just what physically results in, you know, from a stimulus. It's also what mentally results from a stimulus, right? So you learn how to manage criticism better. Right, so, yeah. 
it, it, yeah, it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't hit you hard or you use it as a constructive way to improve your own life or improve whatever you're doing. Yeah, they say here that learning refers to any of these changes when they occur as a result of an experience. Thus, learning cannot be literally described, but the conditions under which it occurs can be identified. The instructor should understand these conditions and apply them when teaching. That's very good. They can't be literally described. Right. Right. So in other words, you can't you can't say it. In other words, I mean, what comes to my mind is the old Tao Te Ching or Lao Tzu wrote, those who know do not speak. Those who speak do not know. In other words, you can't talk about something of this magnitude or this in this arena, something that's uh, who you are, affects who you are kind of thing. It's beyond words. But you do see it in the actions and the changes in behavior. And there you go. And that's what you're ultimately, when you're teaching a class, or you know, mm-hmm. for those of you out there that are taking a class, that should be the goal isn't receiving the card because you put the time in for the weekend. It's what you're looking for is to see that change in your behavior. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what you're there for? Isn't, isn't that what you're there for? I mean, you're learning something to make a change in your life, whether to adopt a new skill or to change something you're not happy with within your own life. The card... What does the card mean? What is it? I know it's a symbol of you attaining whoa, a certain whoa, whoa, level. Whoa, 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 It's... That's it. Supposed to be. Or supposed right? to be, yes. Because how many people say, have you seen in with theory. performance buoyancy <laughs> cards? Boy- <laughs> that have, is that even a thing? That have Should that very be a thing? much no buoyancy... <laughs> No, perfor- no performance. You mean they don't have and are definitely not at their peak. peak. They don't have peak performance buoyancy. I, I have. Well, first of all, this is a, a marketing tool. That fucking peak performance. Whose peak performance is peak performance the same for everybody? My peak performance might not be the same as yours, James. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, do we hold the same? Yeah certification meaning we can the, the, the people, anyway peak words like that are just comparative words they're not necessarily like saying you have this down yeah like buoyancy expert <laughs> i'm a buoyancy i've expert. got the card right here buoyancy expert see my name's on it <laughs> master i'm a doctor of buoyancy I'm a professor of buoyancy. Come over here while I'm standing on top of this brain coral so I can reach into my (laughs) BCD pocket and show you my expert buoyancy certification card. Well, I didn't say what type of buoyancy. Here I am negatively buoyant. (laughs) (laughs) I am expertly (laughs) demonstrating my negative buoyancy. (laughs) Yes. Unfortunately, the, the only people, you know, suffering here are the people themselves that you know, are tricked into this marketing, like like you said, that like doing doing to, words, you know, man. doing this weekend class is going to get me something because I've got a card at the end of it, rather than like the the system putting people on a lifelong journey of continued education is way different than taking a quick continuing ed class just to give a bullshit card yeah. that has no me- true merit or meaning. 
Yes, one of the, the yeah, one of the major bullshit cards right there. That um, I mean, don't you think you should have that level of buoyancy right out of open water? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that, only the foundation of everything that occurs underwater. Exactly. Is buoyancy control. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the advanced card, no experience. So you're not a buoyancy expert, and you're definitely not an advanced diver, but you hold those fucking cards in your your wallet. Why? No, no. Sorry. Well, that's the... sorry. That's only a half a cup of coffee. I, I got it. I'm going to go get another one, and let's let's do this. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want you, you yeah, want a coffee break there, bro? Top it up. Top it up, and, top it up and we'll jump into this. Hey. Are you going diving this weekend? Keep your mask clear with the one, the only, PFAR. The professional's choice. 100% all natural. Reliable clarity. PFAR. Refill daily. Keep your mask clear. Never fear. PFAR with PFAR. Okay, so in characterizing this learning process, they first mention purposeful process. They say that most people have definite ideas about what they want to achieve. They have goals or clear objectives. Effective instructors seek ways to create new learning situations to meet the trainee's goals. Motivation, the force that impels a person toward a goal, is the instructor's most effective tool to encourage learning. This can either be weak or strong motivation, depending on the situation. Absolutely. Depending on the individual and the situation, yes. Motivation. <laughs> now, in the service, they, they give you motivation. Right. Just to stop that fucker from screaming. <laughs> That's that's one way. Although you see, individually, there are people that that guy's screaming. I'm going to make him scream more. And here's how: <laughs> I'm just going to be a dick, you know. So the, there are there are people that need different types yeah, of motivation. Ab- ab- absolutely, that's right. And that's at. that's the thing with a, a good instructor is able to adapt their game by reading mm-hmm. reading the students. Right, so you I mean you've got right. to, what motivates yeah, yeah, that you, individual? You've got to be able yeah. to change your presentation to catch the attention of that person that's there that thinks mm-hmm. they already know everything, thinks that they should just get the card and move along and just let them go do do what they want to do. Yeah, well, it goes to showing that student what the value of what you have to teach them actually is to them, you know, and that's and that's one of the things about. The, the, the fundies slash the essentials, those classes, well, especially in the early days, fundamentals wasn't a class. It was a workshop. So you didn't have – you did not have that card goal as the motivation. The sole reason or the sole motivation you had was to obtain what these people were bringing to you and incorporate it. So – you you no longer had that carrot dangling on the end of the stick as motivation. No, you were there strictly for learning. You were there for the, the change right, the in goal. your underwater behavior. And that's what the instructor was there for, too, to change your behavior. 
correct me if I'm wrong, James. Are you there to give a card to somebody, or are you there to make them into a, a, a good, skillful, responsible, uh, right. able diet? That's that's my goal. Right. Walking into it is, hey, and you don't need a card right. with it for that. So I don't know if I'm making my point clearly, but. I liked that idea much more than making a card idea because it removes the fake motivation. It removes some of the students that are motivated by that fucking carrot at the end of the stick instead of the the material you have to give them. Right, yeah, the motivation's wrong, in my opinion, as well. Like, I, I would like to see yeah. more of scuba education change to a... Exactly. Like school-based. Yes, exactly, like right? school-based. Yes. You know? I mean, where there is actually a diploma at the end, but in the middle of it, I mean, you can learn so much. You're not getting a, you know, you're not, it's not the Boy Scout approach, which was you earn a fucking little merit. Yeah, badge well, exactly. Every, I, mean, I mean, you know, I, I, mean, I picked up sticks, you know, I got a scuba badge. is often, you know, in the industry business world, you know, they, they often for decades have compared themselves to the golf industry the skiing industry, right, and comparisons as recreational sports, seasonally based, uh, worldwide travel associated with them. But, I mean, how many training agencies are there in golf? Like, what, you yeah. know, what kind well, of exactly. card do you need, you know, to hit from the men's tee versus hitting from the golden tees? You, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's, there's nothing, but people go into a lifelong journey of learning and improving and education. Yeah. The, 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 the training for that is structured completely different. It's not, it's not it you know, you've got your putting certification. Uh, you, don't, you don't have to get a... <laughs> I do, though. I do have You don't have, have to that. get a sand trap <laughs> certification. I made it through the windmill and into the frog's mouth and uh, had a hole-in-one. Um, another characteristic is the internal experience. The instructor cannot learn for the trainee, nor can he or she pour pre-digested learning into the trainee's head. The trainee can learn only from his or her own experience. A person's knowledge is a result of their experience and manner of perceiving them and reacting to them. No two people have exactly the same experiences. All learning stems from experience. For example, by repeated drill, a trainee can learn to repeat a list of words or to recite the principles of leadership. However, trainees can make the list an actual part of their lives only if they understand them well enough to apply the ideas that they represent correctly in real situations. Yeah, you can memorize shit. And not have processed it and don't get it and don't know when to use it and don't know how to use it correctly. You can just memorize shit. So, again, we go back to you have to incorporate it into a behavior change. Exactly. Right? I mean, or an I mean, attitude it's one change, thing to, right? you know, sit on land at a picnic table before the dive or, or on the dive boat before the dive and walk through, you know, the step-by-step-by-step process of, you know, donating uh, a regulator and performing an air share. It's a completely different game of being out live and in the field and having those steps just come out of you in the moment. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's just like it's a completely different idea to go into a dive shop, buy your fucking air McDoodle, put it on your equipment, and the guy will tell you, oh, in an air share experience or in an out-of-air situation, you just go to this thing and give the one out of your mouth. That's all you do. And then you go up. You're all set. And now take off that other hose that you don't need anymore. Isn't that a great feeling? Look how much lighter it is. Sold. Oh. Sold. And... You haven't done anything. You ha- you haven't incorporated any <laughs> new material into actual right, behavior right. change. Right, right. And this is where you know the learning process comes in. It's it's not walking into the store and buying the new gadget. And I've learned everything I need to it know because he showed me the the owner's manual. It's it's using it, right? Implementing right. it. <laughs> in which case, with that gadget in particular, you'd go, I got fucking taken to the ban- uh, to the cleaners, man. A five hundred plus dollars for your fucking air to air source. Okay, stop me. All right, there's the. Um... <laughs> Sorry, there's the active process. Since learning comes only through experience, the trainee must be actively involved in the experience. This activity can take many forms. Learning is more than simply exposing a trainee to an idea or skill. Likewise, one cannot safely assume that trainees can apply what they know just because they correctly quote a paragraph from a textbook. The trainee must become actively involved in the learning situation. But just any kind of involving activity will not suffice. The trainee must engage in the appropriate activity. Obviously, Learning a physical skill requires experience in performing that skill. The instructor should understand, however, that mental habits are always learned through practice. Even attitudes are developed or modified as an individual reacts emotionally to a stimulus. That's huge right there. I mean, this was, this was a lot of B.F. Skinner uh, talking right here. I'm sure he got, he got it from Thorndike. And basically, his, his whole thing, his there are, there are, there's a bunch to what B.F. Skinner has to say, but one of his main ideas is free will is an illusion. You are a product of all of your experiences, and your decision-making can be altered by stimulus into your head. In other words, we give you... We give you different experiences, different data. We can make you change your behavior. We can make you think the way we want you to think. And he did it. He did it with rats, and we do it with people all the time. Right, right. And Thor, like Thorndike's main law of effect was showing that you know pleasurable consequences encourage repeated behavior, and unpleasurable ones discouraged it, basically. That was the law of effect. And he was... Yeah. You know, studying cats and like basically getting these cats to learn how to like open a box and get food. Mm -hmm. Definitely a a pleasurable effect. You're going to want it again. It releases, you know, endorphins in your brain. You you like it. It makes you feel good. Yeah. And and a a bad one where you you (laughs) get the living shit scared out of you from a decision. You go, wow, let's not do that. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) <laughs> so it does change your behavior even and that and that's I guess what the other thing we can say is even a bad effect or a bad emotion is right. useful. 
Well, that's in that's why behavior, and that's kind of what yeah, B.F. Skinner yeah. was I mean, saying. That, I mean, that's part. Like yeah. everybody comes to a class like the Essentials, and one of the most common questions I get is, "What should I be practicing? What should I what should I do beforehand to get ready?" Like, because because they're thinking, "Well, I want to go through this so I don't make any mistakes." You know, and I and I could just breeze, uh, breeze through the class <laughs> so I can get my card at the end. And if uh, I don't want to make any <laughs> right, mistakes, if, if that's the case, well, what the hell did you even need me there for? Like to take the class, you know? Yeah, I, I would be doing you a disservice by having you in attendance if you just knew everything and I couldn't. Yeah, if you memorize. If, I, if shit. I couldn't present the information mm-hmm. to you in a way that got you to learn something new. Like, what are we doing? It's just a monkey show. That's well, exactly. If you don't come in and just, I'd like to see, as an instructor, my ideal student would come in and, and just dive the way they dive. Just don't, don't, don't go implementing shit you think you've heard that this is what I'm looking for. Just go do a dive. Let's see where you're at. And then you have a baseline to work from and you can alter the, what needs to be altered and, and, uh, promote what are, is already doing yeah. well with, but but yeah, to go in and say I want to know what I have to do so I can come in and not make any not not make any mistakes. You don't have to correct anything on me. Well, uh-huh. a how can you do that without ta- basically you're asking me to give you the class right, before yeah. you take the class, which is utterly fucking ridiculous. But has anything ridiculous ever happened with these classes? The um, <laughs> the learning process is multi-dimensional. Brando, I mean, um, I mean, the, the learning True. process is process. multi-dimensional. <laughs> esteemed colleague B. Charles Schwartz <laughs> Senior, multi-dimensional develops yes. new concepts. In other words, he says it is possible to learn other things while concentrating on or practicing the main subject. While practicing drill, the trainees learn teamwork and cooperation. While learning dormitory arrangement, they learn attention to details and following explicit instructions. Which, which is why I've well, yeah, if you, decided I'm going to add yeah. bed making to the next essentials <laughs> class I teach. Dude, bed making is well. You can go watch. There's a great little clip from a Annapolis Naval Academy where Admiral's talking about how to begin to be a better person, and he says. Make your bed. And the reason they use bed making, there's, there's a number of behavioral uh, processes going on with this bed making thing. You know, doing, following the directions, attention to detail, fucking discipline, motivation, not putting shit off. Uh, when you come back and look at it, you're in order. It, 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 you know, a confused mind, a chaotic mind is like that. When you look at someone who has chaotic mind, you look at their whole life, and it's chaos. I mean, you look at their desk, you look at their drawers, you look at their bed. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I know. I know what you're like, talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're going to scream at me about making a bed. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's called an artist's mind, no. Brandon. True, true, and there's something to be said for that, and uh, and. And it should be that should be promoted as well. But you also got to remember the military is taking a yeah, bunch yeah. of strangers, thousands and thousands, and we have to get them all to work as a team. So they all have to start thinking they're 
more in a team and not individually. So that's why you cut the hair off, among other reasons. That's why you all have a uniform. That's why you, you all do the same thing every day. And you and when people start to slow down, you see how the whole machine slows down. So everybody starts picking it up together. We work as a team. Anyway, right. yeah. But at the end ahead, of the James. day, what, what's really happening, what, you know, just to keep it on track with that, with that characteristic yeah. is you're learning other things, right? It's it's you're not yeah. We're Hopefully, not sitting James. down and saying we're we're trying <laughs> to get you guys to to work as a teammate, but dressing the same, haircut the same, you know, uh, same schedule, you know, gets you in an underlying way all to be working together. That's exactly right, and you start to develop a viewpoint of looking for loftier concepts to incorporate in everything you do. I mean, everything has something to teach you if you're looking, if you want to learn. Everything, every little aspect of nature, everybody else in your life, every incident that happens to you, every crisis you go through, every part of happiness, it all has something to teach you if you can look for it, if you can see it. And that's where that loftier concepts thing comes in, discipline and and teamwork and attention to detail and you know I don't know you can go on and on and no, no it's, it's uh, I was I was I've been working on this new blog about weeding. Mm-hmm. Weeding is right there. I mean, gardening, weeding, all that attention that that yes, it's if you just look at it from the outside and as a father and I tell my kids go out and weed you know the garden bed or whatever. Oh my fucking god! It's terrible, and I know it's when oh. I was young to be pulling weeds. But if you sit down and pull weeds, hey, you have to have attention to yes. detail. Yeah, right. It's it's meticulous. It allows you quiet time. It allows you quiet time to to relax your mind, and and just stop it for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah. You know. But it, like, so the world. the revelation I was having was. At first, it's ripping, ripping, ripping. Like I got to get these weeds out so I can, yeah. you know, lay this mulch in. Yeah, right. You're focused, focused on, on the goal, goal of I need to get the, the mulch in yeah. because as you weed and you pick up and you throw it in the bag and you look at the area that you just did, like you just mentioned, attention to detail because there's still a ton of goddamn weeds that you you missed, right? And you know, <laughs> oh, there's still a million exactly. there, and you pull those and you look again. There's Still a million there. So having that meticulous mind is is what you're really working on. And then like being able to find you're that developing, quiet place yeah. and the piece of just the weeding, you'll ultimately get to the goal of putting the mulch down. And I was I was having this thought yeah, of, because- well, this is what I'm just looking at these last couple of weeks with students is, you know, what they need to be doing is this journey of of weeding their scuba garden as they get ready for the dive season. Oh, Jay, I love that. I love that. That that there there's that's probably one of the best little pictures of what you're doing with with diving. Is you're weeding your your garden there. Yeah. I love it, James. And the, I mean the other thing I was just going to say is that 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 quietude and your when you're just weeding, you'll have that, those moments where it's you're actually enjoying it in the moment of peace 
and that you're, you're getting some joy out of it. And that's that positive uh, feedback on your learning. So that, that makes you want to maybe do yeah. it again. You'll say, well, I, I actually benefited from weeding. And, and like, you know, we go back to the Zen Buddhist kind of stuff, which is there's an old saying, you know, when, when standing, stand, and when sitting, sit. In other words, when you're d- doing weeding, weed, you know where you're not in your head? You shouldn't be at the mulching right, process. Right, because you're in the weeding. You should be yeah, weeding. Yeah. You'll enjoy it a lot more. You'll actually enjoy it if you just say, I'm, you know, concentrate on pulling the fucking weeds instead of you're just yanking everything you see with the idea of throwing the mulch in already in your brain. That's already going on in your head. You're missing half of the weeds. You're going to look back on it and go, what the fuck? Exactly, exactly. In fact, I've got the the quote right here. It says, when standing, stand. When sitting, sit, and when podcasting, said, podcast. Oh, wow. So get back to the point. <laughs> it was that quote was that quote Bobo, was written by Bobo, don't ramble by on. J. Ian Ma. J. Ian Ma. Here he comes. That's there's a wit. Is sharp as a. a, a Hanso Tori knife or whatever that guy's name was. <laughs> the, the, the last characteristic of the learning process is the individual process. And they say that all trainees do not learn at the same rate. New instructors are likely to be discouraged when they finally discover that a well-planned lesson does not enable them to teach all the trainees with equal effectiveness. They soon recognize this as a natural and predictable problem because trainees seldom learn at the same rate. Differences in rate of learning are based on differences in intelligence, background, experience, interests, desire to learn, and countless other psychological, emotional, and physical factors. Instructors must recognize these differences in determining the amount of a subject matter to teach, the rate of which they will cover the material, and the appropriate time to teach it. Once the slower trainees are identified, it is up to the instructor to bring them up to the level of the rest of the flight. You must identify their weak areas, bring the areas to their attention, and show them how to correct them. You may be fortunate to have some trainees who excel. These trainees may be used to help others during the practice. This serves as a twofold purpose. The fast-learning trainees are relieved from boredom, and the slower-learning trainees receive the benefit of the peers' expertise. There, There is a—I mean, that's a masterful yeah. instructor right there. And, it, and it's also one of the reasons, you know, teaching a 12-person class isn't great for a student, because the varying— speeds of learning there yeah right yeah there. especially it's, if you're on either end of the bell curve like you're you're right you're gonna be so far behind or you're gonna be so bored mm-hmm. with the instruction you know you, you're never gonna get out of it what, what you really came for right right you're either gonna be that that student uh that gives up and thinks that they're they're just not made for learning this or you're going to be the one that like is bored with it, and it, you know why the hell did I even take this class? Right. Yeah, because they're teaching to the bell curve. They're teaching to the that bottom portion of the bell curve, not the ends. Well, and that's what is, it, it seems like the you know. industry has gravitated to decades ago is you know take take the, the take the big bell curve, right? 
take that mainstream and that's mm-hmm. where the money's at, which is why in the last you know decade or two, these fringe companies, these fringe agencies have started to pop up mm-hmm. because they are focused on those those edges. And that's exactly the students you get in there that are, you know, they're usually higher intelligence, more thoughtful. They actually examined what they just went through and said, uh, something's not right here, and and sought out real, what I call real right. quality well, instruction. I, I think that's a lot where your position was, where my position was, but I've seen a lot lately of the other end of that fringe coming in of people that have been in the mainstream and the other end is like they want to do this but they're just not comfortable they're not confident in the water so they're looking for that other end yeah i say they're even i still group them in that that front end the the higher because they're they were smart enough to see you know they they could see it a lot of people don't see that they're missing the big picture they think they've got it. Right, right. Yes. You know, most people well, because and they don't yeah, know what they, they were don't in know. That mainstream, they got the card, they got the handshake, right? Mm-hmm. They've they've gotten all that positive effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they they did everything they were supposed to. They didn't make any mistakes. Hey, look at me. I've got my card and now you know, they go out and they look like what we what we see out there in the mainstream scuba world. And I give kudos to both ends of those that bell curve that recognize it's not it doesn't feel right it doesn't look right it you know if it walks like a duck quacks like a duck it's a fucking duck probably so if it doesn't feel right it doesn't look right it doesn't seem right seek out better instruction seek out a different approach to scuba diving so kudos to those individuals that see that and that's the difference i mean you have individuals and you have the masses you have mass think and you have individual thought all right, so let's. I don't know if you want to say "fuck you." <laughs> All right, well let's get to uh, let's get to these laws of learning, the six laws of learning, the actual the laws. six laws of learning, Rando. Brought brought to us by the tablets from the Hebrews. Moses he gave to the Hebrews. No, they, a little different. I was, I was waiting for you to throw the joke in. I, Along with that, the, the I sixth, you know what it, I, because of what you six, said, uh, Brandon, what, was it the because, six laws of learning? Right, isn't that what that originally was? No, the it six was laws? these 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 twelve laws of. I give to you, J. E. and Mott, these twelve laws. <laughs> these six laws of learning. This is why we will never learn well, is because six of them are lost to the clumsiness of. Brandosis from the mountain. <laughs> Brandosis. I love it. All right. So the law of readiness. They say the law of readiness means a person can learn when physically and mentally adjusted or ready to receive stimuli. Individuals learn best when they are ready to learn. And they will not learn much if they see no reason for learning. If trainees have a strong purpose, a clear objective, and a sound reason for learning, they usually make more progress than trainees who lack motivation. When trainees are ready to learn, they are more willing to participate in the learning process, and this simplifies the instructor's job. If outside responsibilities or worries weigh heavily on a trainee's mind, or if their personal problems seem unsolvable, 
they may have little interest in learning. So that's why, you know, when I'm teaching that, that Essentials Weekend, it's, hey, listen, like, you got to let your family know ahead of time, you know, that yeah. you're gone for the weekend. You're unreachable. It's it's going to be a long, long day Saturday. Um, you can't have outside stimuli being worried about, you know, uh, I hope this class gets over quick because I really got to get that lawn mowed. I really got to get that mulch done. It's, it's the same reason why your student has to be there because they want the personal growth too. Like, like forcing somebody to take this class because you, I know that they need it. But if they don't know that they need it, <laughs> they might as well not even be there because they're not going to get the majority of what you're trying to teach them. Agreed. A thousand percent. I mean, I've, you know, you've had those students in class that something pops up and they tell you, and I, and I have to say, listen, you know, that there's no sense in you even staying around here for the rest of the weekend if you've got a crisis going on at home. I mean, you're wasting your time, you're wasting the other students' time, and you, you, know, you already paid for me, so it's not wasting my time. And, but, you, you know, go back, we'll make it up, and that kind of thing. But if you're not ready, yeah, if you're not ready mentally, psychologically, physically even, right? Even physically... You, you have to be able and ready to do what needs to be yeah, done. Yeah, that's why burn. they tell you to get a good night's rest before you partake in a, an activity. Get a good breakfast in you. You've got to be physically, mentally, emotionally ready and open to learn what, what this instructor who's, who's putting all the work of, of understanding the actual learning process into quality education is ready to give you. And if you don't think you need it or you don't have time to focus on it because your mind's elsewhere, well, you're never going to get out of it what you could. Oh, yeah. You may not even get anything out of it. So, yeah. There's the law of exercise. Drop down at game at 25. Push-ups, tubby, tubby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that what you mean? So we'll be right back, everybody. Uh, uh, hang on. <laughs> Push-up break. Ready? Go. That's one tubby tubby. The law of exercise <laughs> stresses the idea that repetition is basic to the development of adequate responses. Things most often repeated are easiest remembered. The mind can rarely recall new concepts or practices after a single exposure. But every time it is practiced, learning continues and is enforced. The instructor must provide opportunities for trainees to practice or repeat the task. Repetition consists of many types of activities, including recall, review, restatement, manual drill, and physical application. Remember that practice makes permanent, not perfect, unless the task is taught correctly. Right? And that's your big uh, Ooh, yeah. mantra that you repeat all mm -hmm. the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was something taught to me. I mean, I, I wish I would have invented the saying or coined it, the phrase, but yes, uh, practice does not make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. So you have to be practicing correctly, the right yeah. stuff and doing it correctly. Yeah. If you're over there practicing shit that, A, you're practicing it incorrectly, or B, it's shit that's not useful that you really shouldn't be learning, you're actually reinforcing you're actually unlearning. You're actually going re in reverse of right, where you want right. to go, right? 
you're you're ingraining a poor habit. That's what our brains do too. They grab habits, and this is I tell them to my kids too. Your brain wants habits. It wants a, a, a uniformity. It wants a scheduled day where the, the things happen that are supposed to happen, that you've made it accustomed to happen. Whether those habits are getting up, doing some exercise, eating a good breakfast, uh, you know, having a good attitude, or sleeping in, fucking grabbing McDonald's. Um, Playing PlayStation. Filling your Yeah, you want to ingrain positive habits, right? Uh, and that's what exercise means is you're making – a habit. Right. This is your so choose yeah, this wisely. Is your rote memory learning, doing it over and over and over again. Well, yeah. You know, clipping and unclipping the bolt snap. Right. You know, at which mm-hmm. everybody at first fumbles with it, fumbles. struggles with it, can't find the D ring. Oh, I, I shouldn't have wore these gloves, you know, because it, it's making it too hard. No, it's mm-hmm. just that you're still learning it. You don't have the muscle memory the, down yeah. yet. You you know, the sun is in right. Pisces. I, I I every time the sun's in Pisces, <laughs> I cannot do a bolt snap. Well, I I would venture to say that if you practice <laughs> it and do it correctly ten thousand times, you'll never struggle with that bolt snap ever again. You won't struggle as much, my astrologer would say. You won't struggle as much. So I would agree you have a point, but you still can't get over to the sun in Pisces. You'll never get over that. The law of primacy. States. Yeah, it's a big it's one. A big right? one. This, this is it's the this, first is, one. this was the one, you know, when I was first introduced to this. This one had the most, you know, mind-opening impact, impact for me, like jaw-dropping. This was like yeah. my aha moment in in mm-hmm. when i was first learning this right and, and the law states that the state of being first often creates a strong almost unshakable impression for the instructor this means that what they teach the first time must be correct if a subject is incorrectly <laughs> taught it must be corrected it is more difficult to unteach a subject than to teach it correctly the first time for the trainee's first learning experience should be positive and functionally related to training. And this is where you and I always come back to, you know, that the first thing you do is you drop to your knees underwater to clear a mask, right? Uh-huh. Because it's safe, it's controlled, you can, you know, the instructor can focus on all the the habits that they teach in a traditional mask clear, two-handed you know, big, full mm-hmm. opening to let the water in from the tri- uh, top and head up and lift, like, all those what they call, you know, critical attributes of, of a mass clear. But it goes against the most fundamentally important thing for a scuba diver, which is, well, mm-hmm. neutral buoyancy is the most important skill in a <laughs> mass clear. Yeah, exactly. Rule number one, it's, it's the most important skill probably period as far as being underwater it's the most important physical skill but yeah i mean i hope uh, some of our listeners are starting to see how these laws are there's not like a gray or a black and white line or line there's not just a line in between the laws these laws are 
are like finger laced together. They're meshed together. There's they blend into each other. They affect yeah. There's a each combination other. to all of them. Like yeah, it, right. as important as any one of them is, you know, together they work to complete the whole right. learning process. And we know, like what we're saying right the now, way, is yeah. how important the law of primacy is. And it, it, had you learned neutral buoyancy first, and then how to c- clear a mask, you would be a completely different yeah. person underwater than having learned get down on your knees to do all these skills and then and then we'll add Absolutely. some things down the road but when you come into a, a class like the essentials it doesn't mean that i can't use the law of exercise your law of readiness uh the law of recency to help combat against what you have for having poorly right. learned the first way your primacy effect of mass clearing right so there's ways around it all but they all work together yeah yeah and a good instructor is able to use these and this is knowing these laws of of uh learning as a student you can identify when the what the instructor is using which technique or how different techniques are working together to to teach the student and you might even learn better by knowing like this is what's going on and this is what happened to me and why i'm I'm. I learned a certain way, and I need to change that. So you can. So you might yeah. be easier to erase that. Old yeah. Shit. So that you yeah. can, in fact, grow as a diver or as a person, like in anything. Yes. I, mean, I mean, these. I mean, look well, at these then, laws of learning for the way you've learned anything in life, and, and you go, "Oh, wow! I got a lot of bad habits when I do something." You look back at the the way you first learned it. Oh, law my. My primacy, like the, the first way I learned it was shit. Yes. No wonder I still, yeah, it's really no wonder stuck I still in there. have this bad yeah. habit that I keep falling back on. Because, yeah, I, I made it, and I used the law of exercise, and I made it into a habit, <laughs> right. but it's a bad habit. And then, you know, you start to, again, you start to see how these learning laws have formed you and your your views and your techniques or, or how you do something. And then isn't that when, you know, you as the st- student start to become the teacher? Uh, yeah, we call that the aha moment. You and, know, uh, like that's what you're aha. trying to build for those students. Or, mm-hmm. is that that light bulb going on going, ah, ah, I get it. That's learning. Fucking get it. And then you'll be angry for, for paying all that money. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, st- I still hold on to a little bit of the, I know, and this is one of my shortcomings, the bitterness, the anger, the law of intensity. It's yeah, a good one. The principle of intensity intense. is intense. <laughs> <laughs> it's ex- Dude, highly intense. Intense is the intensity. Do you remember that joke about? <laughs> yes, intense. No, go ahead. What was the joke? I can't remember it. It's something about, oh, two tents, about the, the Indian chief, the Native American chief who goes to the psychiatrist. The first he's, generations. He's all, all <laughs> yes, first generation. He's all, uh, it's something about he's all anxious about some, having to go back and forth between one home and the other or something to that effect, one wife and the other. And he, he says, you're, you're just two tents. Chief, you're just too tense because he's got two tents. He has to go back forth to TP. The law, <laughs> bad joke. The principle I, of intensity how, states that's why I cut that it off. Brandon should not tell I jokes cut it anymore. Off early. <laughs> not, not a joke. I can't remember. 
the principle of intensity states that if the stimulus or the experience is real, the more likely there is to be a change in behavior or learning. A vivid, dramatic, or exciting learning experience teaches more than a routine or boring experience. A trainee will learn more from the real thing than from a substitute. Demonstrations, skits, and models do much to intensify the learning experiences of trainees. You know, that's why in uh, the service, uh, we used to have to go through what's called NBC warfare, uh, nuclear biological chemical warfare training every six months or whatever it was. Um, but part of it is uh, learning about wearing your hazardous hazardous uh, suits, your hazmat suits, whatever. Uh, basically, it's a charcoal suit, gas mask, and a hood and gloves and whatnot you have to put on. But to learn and have confidence in their working, they put you in a chamber and, with tear gas. So you've got your gas mask and your full suit on. And if you've ever had tear gassed, if you've ever been tear gassed, it's not fun. And people who can withstand it, hey, kudos to you. But if you ever have tear gas, so what they do is get in your suit, which is a charcoal suit, you're in full uniform, do your push-ups, you get all sweaty, and you're in a little, like, trailer. They pop off a, a little smoke grenade of tear gas, and you sit there, it goes, and then the drill instructor comes up in front of you and tells you to remove your mask. So you remove it, I remove it, and I'm not feeling I'm like, okay, and then he, he just waits till you have to start breathing. And then the first, then you take that breath, and it's like a baseball bat to your face. And you just start, your eyes start burning, and snot and tears coming all over the place and then everybody has to do it and then you get to come out of the the the, the little trailer right there is intensity right there you are going to learn (laughs) this gas mask this equipment is going to save your life this is how you learned it you 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 weren't like yeah it might be working it might not be working it fucking works (laughs) because when you breathe tear gas and then you don't, you know, when you have the gear on and it's not there, it's very, in, it's a very intense um, experience. It's the concept of, you know, why flight simulators are the are the way that they yeah. are, right? Yeah. Well, you, you know, they. Uh, <laughs> you remember that uh, James Bond where he, he has to play that game with the uh, the electrical st- stimulating hand controllers. And it, the voltage goes up. <laughs> I mean, that's a learning. That's a teaching mechanism right there. You learn to get good at the game or you're going to Right. That, and that is <laughs> intensity. So that's intensity. Yes. And just learning to do a valve drill or even, like, reach your valves, which is how a lot of training used to be in, in you know, technical dive training it was can i reach all of my valves is different than being able to fully manipulate a valve open and closed 100 mm-hmm. percent and associating mm-hmm. post to breathing source is a whole level of of that right and the then where mm-hmm. the intensity comes in is having a a gag underwater by the instructor that 
creates and mm-hmm. mimics the intensity of a real valve failure to now take all those little things and put them together in actually determining what's going on with this valve and do we need to fix it right now or are we aborting the dive right now and turning that into a thinking diver whose behavior has changed right and i mean that is a great example too because the instructor is going to come up and and give an air gun behind your head which creates this extremely loud bubbling noise now you're in a class and i mean most people in a class you're pretty relaxed and you know the instructors got you covered you're not going to die hopefully you're not going to die right so when you hear those bubbles and you know the instructor's screwing with you, it takes it down a bit, but it's still intense. You at least have some experience with it, and it does. There is an initial shock of the noise, and uh, you know there's a lot going on. When it happens in real life, it, it it's loud and it seems like in your head it can seem like chaos is going on all over you just because. There's this, it's just loud noise and bubbles all over the place, yes. right? And if, you, and reality, if your reaction is, oh shit, head to the surface, and you, you spend, you Bad, know, the next yeah. month in the hospital, right? You, that's you it. are that's going least, to, probably. you are yeah. going to learn very well from that intense situation. The effect right. of your bad decision of shooting to the surface when, mm-hmm. when something got scary, and that's because you had no exercise. You, you you did not exercise or make make it a habit of learning to handle these valves underwater. When and your went wrong, your you, right? your primary learning structure was you can always go to the surface if things go wrong. That's very good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, all those laws start to play into it, and the way the way it was incorporated into your your behavior is how you're going to react to it, and you know, whether it was a good thing taught or maybe probably not the best thing that could be taught to you. You know, that, yeah, I can touch my valves. Okay, I'm good. Have you ever gone through the a valve drill? Have you, do you do it often? And then now we we move into our next law yeah. with this yeah, one. Yeah, right, the law of often? recency. You know? Right, they say things right. most recently learned are best remembered, which which goes right against... Take a class, do it once. You never have to do it again, right? <laughs> well, the yeah, th- yeah. How often are people clearing masks or sharing gas or whatever? Do people share gas in their advanced class? Right, it's not required. That's an it's open water the skill. They've already mastered it, Brandon. Yeah, we're done with that. Yeah, next time you'll see this is is rescue diver. <laughs> you know? Well, the things <laughs> not in deep, not in the deep diver class, not in the wreck diving class. You're not going to see it when you might might need it in those situations, and it's different. While the things learned some time ago are remembered with more difficulty, they say, right? It is sometimes easy, for example, to recall a telephone number dialed a few minutes ago, but it is usually impossible to recall a telephone number dialed a week ago. Review, warm-ups, and similar activities are all based on the principle that the more recent the exercise, the more effective the performance. Practicing a skill or a new concept just before using it will ensure a more effective performance. Instructors recognize the law of recency when they plan a lesson summary or a conclusion of the lecture. Repeat, restate, or re-emphasize important matters at the end of a lesson to make sure that trainees remember them 
instead of inconsequential details. Exactly. It's easy to get lost in, in some details of something when, and you still haven't processed the gross material, you know, in which case it occludes the gross material. And so you're, you're left there. You remembered all these little tiny details, but you didn't have the gross material restated or it's not recent in your head any, because you got lost in the details. And so the lesson goes out the window kind of thing. Right. That's where building, building the class structure of whatever it is, whatever specialty subsection area of, of diving you're looking to, to train is, yeah, there's the underwater part of going down and, you know, tying the bowling, right? But mm-hmm. there's also a bigger picture to walk away from the whole dive that, that needs to be <laughs> yeah. repeated, restated, and reemphasized in, in different areas and different ways. That's that law of recency to get the most out of that educational process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how often do you see people get lost in the details of something and, and miss the Oh, picture? all the time. Not that that's this exact thing, but... I mean, even like the last class, you know, it's, it's, you told me you wanted to see me do this and they, they completely forgot about their team and the dive and everything and basically focused on the kick or whatever. Meanwhile, their team is off in another, they're, they're off in another world going in a completely opposite direction. Than yeah. The yeah. They, they get so wrapped up in the minutia of clipping off uh, a pressure mm-hmm. gauge Right, <laughs> that they don't even see yeah. the big problem that's happening right before them, because they don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. I got to get this damn pressure gauge clipped while I'm trying to hold my buoyancy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, all hell's breaking loose, but they're completely oblivious to it. I, right, I, I hear you. That and and that I think is what I'm trying to teach in the in the essentials, which is trying to engage all of this, all of these six laws for the students, letting them realize all six of these laws are in this learning process. And it's there's a bigger picture to, to the game, right? That's what I'm really teaching is yeah. it's not clipping and unclipping a bolt snap. It's not doing a backwards kick. It's not <laughs> neutral buoyancy. Yeah. It's the big picture. It's the big global awareness, the head up, eyes mm-hmm. open, all seeing, not getting lost in any one skill. That's what you're really trying to develop, which is a a long learning process. It's not a couple of skills that you get a certification card for at the end of the weekend. Right. You, you can't become a good diver in a weekend. You know, it, it takes many, many dives, lots of info being put into you. Good instruction is super yeah. critical. And any, uh, I mean, any black you know. belt, you know, we, we, we use the martial arts analogy many times, but if you ask any black belt how long it took them to learn, you know, to be there, you know, to be at the master level that they're at, the first thing that they're going to tell you is that they're still learning and they're still practicing. Of course, they're a, still a good one. practicing yeah. the base, the basics. Yeah. And it's no longer about being a black belt or obtaining a black belt for them. It's not, it, it, maybe it never was about that for them. And they're just in a point where, it's just life that their their martial art is their life, and they are honing it. So they give a, a final summary here, and I, I think this tr- translates well to any scuba diving instructor out there uh, that they can walk away with this as well. Where it says, "You will soon become directly responsible for literally hundreds of learning situations." 
The degree of knowledge that you impart to your trainees will depend a great deal on how well you can apply your understanding of the learning process. Learn to recognize the trainee's physical, emotional, and attitudinal states and the effect you can have on these states employing the characteristics and laws of learning. Help to motivate your trainees toward a goal and lessen their frustration by holding confusion to a minimum. And remember that learning is multidimensional and capitalize on this fact. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, this, this is uh, taken. I know this is an Air Force uh, drill instruction manual that we're, that we're looking at. Because, uh, well, Amy right. said flight, which is what you call a group of airmen. But, yeah, I mean, this is uh, all good stuff. This is a really great summary of the laws of learning, which we learned. I mean, we're really emphasized by our Yeah, mentors. we spent a lot of time going through them in, in our mm-hmm. instructor development course. Really good stuff, really good stuff. And if you, if you really get this as an instructor and you incorporate it, you know, just like the students of diving, the instructors are students of, right. of teaching. They're still, you know, they're always learning how to teach better, but no, using these seven laws, they're extremely beneficial. And this doesn't mean like, okay, this is, this is all there is to how people learn. This is, this is definitely not all there is. You know, the, a human being is, is infinitely complex, especially in their mind and how their mind works. And this is, this is just psychology. So there's, you know, it, it's not a, it's not black and white. It's very, very gray in between these and, and around the whole thing. So you have to take that into account. And a good instructor can, he can wield these like a weapon, you know, at his will. Yes, and I, I love what you said there that uh, an instructor is a student <clears throat> of teaching, right? So you I mean it right. all comes back to you're always, you're always a student. You're always the white belt. Exactly. Stop looking yeah. at the fucking belt. Well, there man. you go, everybody. There's the <laughs> laws of learning. Did you learn the laws of learning? Do you know them now? Are you an instructor? Are you going to incorporate <laughs> this more into your game as an instructor? Uh, shoot us a message. Let us know. Send us a story about uh, one of these that you, uh, that you may have experienced. Uh, we, love, uh, we love to hear it. And we will get back to you guys next week. Brando, should we sign some logbooks? Yeah, just one other thing. I mean, it's it's just not for scuba diving. It's for everything in life, these laws of learning. I mean, I'm a parent, so I'm a teacher every day, all day, 24-7, every second. And I use them. I try to with my children. So it works. The shit works. I know some parents rely on, like, one, you know, a law of effect, which is intensity (laughs) and effect, (laughs) you know. But you can you can get a lot more behavioral change and build good people by incorporating all of these and, and trying. Yeah. To and understanding the learning process. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then yeah, yeah, uh, yes, I'm me ready to sign here, these uh, God blessed. Okay. I am a student of podcasting. Thank <laughs> you for this experience. Very, very good. J E and Mott. A man goes to see a psychiatrist and he says, quote, doctor, sometimes I think I'm a teepee. Then I think I'm a wigwam. Then I think I'm a teepee. Then I think I'm a wigwam. And it never stops. And the psychiatrist says, oh, I see your problem. I believe you're too tense. Ha <laughs> ha!
guys. See you next week, guys. Nothing like ending on a corny, corny joke.